We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Pro teams have millions to spend, and they don't always spend them wisely. But when it comes to a great shave, you don't have to shell out tons of cash. Harry's saw customers getting ripped off by the shaving industry with overpriced, underperforming products and decided to do something better. They found their own way to make beautifully designed razors for a fraction of the price of the other big brands, so you never wonder if you overpaid. Harry's shaving products look great, and the weighted handle makes shaving feel great too. I like to keep my beard neat, and Harry's always leaves me with a smooth yet crisp shave. Harry's quality is top-notch, thanks to German-engineered blades made in their own factory that stay sharp longer. You can get a five-blade razor, weighted handle, foaming shave gel, and a travel cover for just three bucks at harrys.com slash bluewire. And Harry's has the highest customer satisfaction in the shaving industry, plus a convenient subscription option that you can cancel at any time. Getting the best doesn't mean spending the most when you shave with Harry's. Get started with a $13 trial set for just $3 at harrys.com slash bluewire. That's harrys.com slash bluewire for a $3 trial set. Twenty minutes a day. 365 days a year. This is the Pack a Day Podcast. Welcome in, everyone, to this Sunday's episode of the Pack-A-Day Podcast. Uh, again, we are not full crew today. We have more than last week where Nick just rocked out by himself. Uh, you're stuck with Gage and myself uh, for our, for the Sunday show today, the day after uh, family night, which uh, I'm actually excited to watch that. Obviously, we're recording on Saturday, so that'll be uh, my, my nighttime activity tonight. Uh, Gage, are you going to try to illegally stream it since they won't? Uh, Packers won't show it? Uh, no, I will unfortunately be uh, taking the night off of uh, Packer family night stuff. Uh, I will catch the highlights and whatnot tomorrow. I have, as we kind of talked about before we got started, I have some friends coming in from out of town. And I only see them uh, usually two, two to three times a year max. Uh, so that'll be how I'm spending my uh, Saturday evening. But I'm sure that the stuff that's relevant and fun and exciting is the stuff that I'll end up getting to see tomorrow. You're not going to make your friends just sit down and watch a glorified practice with you? You don't think they find it fun? But no, I would not. Make <laughs> if they were Packer fans, maybe, but they're not Packer fans, and so that's so I won't subject them to uh, my uh, personal uh, wants and desires on this night. You're much better than me. I force my will on my friends, so 
not really. I usually I'm I'm the one that gets forced to do things. Um, so for today's episode, we're going to go ahead and actually not really talk about the Packers. What you just heard about Family Night is going to be the most we talk about them. We're actually going to look at the rivals within the NFC North. And we're going to take a buy or sell take for each one of them. And just like it sounds with the name, we're going to say if we buy it or if we uh, if we sell that. So we're going to go ahead and start with everyone's favorite team to trash on Twitter, uh, the Chicago Bears. And Gage, from what you said, this was a this is what Justin Fields said he was he was going to do. Yeah, uh, this was reported. I can't remember specifically when it was reported because I've seen it a couple of different times. Uh, I know that Courtney Cronin uh, is the one that had the uh, Courtney Cronin wrote about it a couple days ago, but I know he made that claim uh, in the last uh, few weeks was that he said he's going, he not only does he like want to do it. He said he's going to be the first bears quarterback to throw for 4,000 or more yards. It's never been done by a bears quarterback. He only threw for 2,242 yards last season. Uh, That was in 15 games. So if you add in a couple of extra games, you probably around the, I'd say, twenty five to 2,600 mark. If anything, he's confident. He's going to be the first 4,000-yard passer. He's already a top-five rushing quarterback in the history of the NFL. So if we can say anything about Justin Fields, he has confidence at least. Yeah, no, you, you cannot deny that he has confidence. Um, he got lit up last year in terms of hanging on to the ball for too long. Like he was, I know he was consistently one of the – uh, like longer time to release players in the league uh, at the quarterback position, which behind a bad offensive line was a bold strategy to say the least. Um, as Pepper Brooks would say, that's a bold strategy, Cotton. See if it's going to pay off for him. Check the notes. Uh, they got the number one pick last year. It did not pay off for them. Um, yeah, I don't like he, they added DJ Moore. Darnell Mooney will be healthy all year. Chase Claypool will have a full offseason to try and figure it out. Um, they have a bunch of like speedy weapons at receiver, but and they got they added uh, Bob Tunyon. They had added just uh, Mercedes Lewis a couple days ago. Too fresh, don't bring that up. Cole Komet got a new deal, but I'm and I like their offensive line additions. Darnell Wright, uh, the wide receiver uh, turned right tackle, uh, based on his workouts. Uh, Nate Davis out of t- from Tennessee, I love that. Uh, Tevin Jenkins can finally stay healthy and put it together. That's a good play, but. I just I don't get it. Like I'm I'm looking at this roster and then looking at what he did last year, and I respect the confidence, and I think that he'll throw for more yards. But four thousand? I there was nine quarterbacks that threw for nine for four thousand or more yards last year. Yeah. Justin Fields, I don't think is making the fifteen hundred yard jump. <laughs> you, you sure? Yeah. I just call me call me skeptical. Like let's say let's say he averaged he would have but. 250 or he would have finished at like 2,500 yards. So that like if he had those extra two games and then he had, would then need 1500 more yards, he would have to average another 88 yards across 17 games to get there. And the thing too, not only is this talent in question of like, can you even get to that point? Like he's an incredible runner. Uh, he can make some throws, but you're not going to get to the NFL. If you, if you can't like even backup quarterbacks, you're going to have splash splash throws that surprise you but that's just not going to be their offensive play style like there's a reason they're solidifying that offensive line I know David Montgomery left but they have Herbert they drafted uh Roshan Johnson uh in the fourth round like 
And they have Luke Getze, who was with the Packers, the tight end coach, moved, moved over uh, to be their offensive coordinator. Like it's going to be a run heavy system, play action. They're going to, re- that's also a reason they bring in Mercedes Lewis. Like he's there to met to commit. He's also there to help out your offensive line as you really commit to the run game. Uh, I just don't even think he's going to have the opportunities within that system to get to 4,000, let alone the talent. So I, again, confidence, you have to have it in the NFL. If you don't have confidence, you probably don't belong in the league or you wouldn't have made it to the league. Uh, but yeah, I think that's just another asinine comment from a Bears player trying to get the fans pumped up. Like, I guess it's better than him saying, like, guys, I'm probably not going to crack 3,000 yards, so don't get don't get too excited. So I understand why he said it, but I'm, I'm with you. I don't think there's a chance. I think the Bears definitely are better than last year. They've made improvements. You've mentioned the additions I've had. Uh, bringing, in, bringing in DJ Moore I think is going to be really good for that offense and the passing game. Uh, but, again, why abandon the run game that was really the only positive from your team last year and they're going to be i guess the only way you c- this might happen is they probably will be behind a lot because their defense is terrible uh but who knows we'll see i don't think it's going to happen i would bet a lot of money on it not happening so i'm with you uh let's go ahead we'll move on now to uh to the vikings this one i definitely think is more more plausible uh, we're going to go with Justin Jefferson. I, I am – truthfully, I stole this take from – I believe it was I, – I mixed these two up, the Ringer NFL show or the Athletic. It was one of them. I think it was uh, – I think it was the Ringer. They were giving their hot takes for uh, 2023, and they mentioned that the NFL will have their first 2,000-yard receiver. Uh, and we – I agree. I could see that happening, and I think the perfect candidate for that would be Justin Jefferson uh, for the Vikings. So – what about that take, Gage? You buy or sell him hitting the 2,000 yards? You know, if there's going to be anybody that does it, it's probably Justin Jefferson. I mean, especially, I mean, like with, the, with what we saw from them last year, Justin Jefferson was getting just absolutely peppered with targets. Everybody on the defense knew that's where the ball was going. He played all 17 games. He had 128 catches for 1,800 yards. Uh, he had eight touchdowns. He averaged 106 yards per game. The The guy was, I mean, he was Offensive Player of the Year for a reason. He finished fifth in MVP voting, which I thought was incredible. Uh, he was an all-pro, pro bowler, et cetera. He had, he only had eight, he had eight touchdowns. He did everything and more. I continue to be just absolutely in love with everything Justin Jefferson does, except for when he's playing Green Bay. Yeah. And I also feel extremely smart because when he was coming out in the draft, I loved Justin Jefferson more than the average person did. I had him. I didn't understand like because everyone in that draft, it was it's CD, it's rugs, it's Judy, and then it's a tear break. And then Justin Jefferson shows up. I was like, I don't know what the heck you guys are watching. I was like, that Justin Jefferson cat, he can play. He can flat <laughs> out ball. And every time that he does something else good, I'm like, I'm like, I'm telling you guys, I'm like, he's I'm like, that guy's got it. Uh the only thing that's going to hold Jefferson back would be with Adam Thielen gone. Now there's a little less like focus on the other guy, but at the same time they brought in Jordan Addison. They made him a first round pick uh, in a draft that wasn't like the most stacked at wide receiver, but they were like Jordan Addison. We got to get that guy. Uh, they have TJ Hawkinson still, but Dalvin Cook's gone, and so now I think that the run game will be a little less effective with Alex Madison under center. Uh, Kirk Cousins, I believe, is coming near the end of his. Uh, multiple contract extensions. I know they've extended him about 17 times, so it's kind of hard to keep track of 
how many more, how many more, uh, like extent or how many more years he has, but I feel like he is closer to the end than the beginning of that deal. I'm going to double check myself real quick. Uh, yeah, so this is his last year under contract. He's got four void years after this. So after this, he's gone. He'll be on the Rams next year. I mean, he might. He very well might. I mean, it wouldn't be at all surprising considering the fact that Matt Stafford seems to lose his arm every other day. And I mean, he's still younger than Stetson Bennett, so <laughs> not the worst thing. Um, but no, I I think that Jefferson could very well do it. And especially considering the fact that I think their defense is worse this year than it was last year. Yep. I also think that they last year got – I mean, obviously we all know their historic luck in late, late in games, historic luck in close games. They're going to have to throw the ball a bunch. I mean, yeah. they won the division, so that means they're going to have a first-place schedule this year instead of second or third, whatever they had the year before. They're going to play a lot of good teams. They're going to have to put up a lot of points and – the way to do that is throwing the ball to Justin Jefferson. We've yeah. seen teams know that he's getting the ball and he's still producing. So Justin Jefferson could absolutely produce 2K yards this year. And, I, and especially with the way the rules work where they favor the offense so heavily, if he puts up 2K yards, I don't think anybody would be stunned. And he is – honestly, I think he's the only guy in the league right now that I would be like – at the end of the year, if he had 2K yards, I'd be like, yep, that makes sense. He's the only one that I would not be surprised. I think the other one would be if Stafford stays healthy, it would be Cooper Cup would be the only one I could see do it just because talking about getting peppered with passes, like he's going to be the Rams offense. Like it's literally just Cup. And then Cam Akers maybe, unless he wants to not play anymore again. Uh, But I'm with you. I definitely think this is a possibility for all the reasons you said. Last year they – ridiculous amount of one-score games – and I just don't see that happening this year. They lost players on their defense. Obviously, they traded Zadarius Smith. Uh, they lost Tomlinson to the Browns. Eric Kendricks, they released. Patrick Peterson, obviously, that's Patrick Peterson. He's he's older now, but still losing someone in that secondary doesn't help. And I just don't see them as good as last year. I think they're definitely going to fall back down to reality. I don't think they'll be a terrible team. I think they'll be right around 500. But like you said, they're playing now uh, a division winning schedule uh, which is definitely going to increase the competition and it's an unproven rookie you have Hawkinson and I know he did well with the Vikings when they traded for him and Kirk Cousins liked him or likes him but at the end of the day if you have Justin Jefferson you go to Justin Jefferson we saw Rodgers for the last couple years when he had Devante it was Devante was your first read your second read and your third read and then you go to somebody else like that's what it has to be with Jefferson he's that type of talent solidifying himself as the best wide receiver in the league um if not top two but I I don't know I think it's really in my brain and my brain's not the smartest so take that with a grain of salt it's like 50 50 that this could happen I think everything falls perfectly for the teams regressing um to the point where they're gonna have to pass a lot more like you said and yeah, the best wide receiver, he's getting hit. He's getting targets all the time. Uh, let's go ahead. We'll jump to our last one for today. Uh, we're going to go to the Lions. This one's going to be really simple. Just the question to you, Gage, of is the hype real? You know, I've thought about this every time I've listened to an NFL podcast over the last few months. Just every time they talk about the Lions, most people have no ability to like strip away – recency bias and hype videos and whatever and it's 
the, everyone's like, oh, the Lions are going to walk away with the division. I went and I looked at the betting odds. They have, I think they're about plus 120. And the next closest, and then the Vikings, I believe, are about twice, plus 210 in the division. So not quite double, but twice as likely. And I just, I don't get it. I mean, is the Lions uh, t- roster better than it was last year? Sure. But are they... 100% winning the division better than last year? I don't necessarily think so. I mean, they got an upgraded tight end, but after you trade away TJ Hawkinson and then you're playing guys like Shane Zilstra, Brock Wright, uh, just everybody else. I don't even know half the guys they were putting out there at tight end last year. was incredible. Like Every every week they had a seemingly no, another no-name guy that no one had ever heard of that had scored a touchdown. It was yeah. absolute bananas. They added Jameer Gibbs. In the draft, they made him a, the twelfth overall pick. Probably not how I would have spent that pick, but you know what? That wasn't my job. Um, I think that their defense is a little better, but at the same time, they didn't exactly add a ton of guys. Like they added Cam Sutton, who's fine. They added CJ Gardner and Johnson, who luckily avoided serious injury. I'm very yeah. happy about that, just because he's fun to watch. Uh, he's fun. To, I love seeing him chirp with people. Um, they have a couple of other guys like Charles Harris is a is fine addition, but nothing crazy. Their defense is a little better, but that's where they were bad last year. They were they let's see, they were fifth in DVOA on offense. They were twenty eighth on they were twenty eighth on defense. I don't understand why just some edge uh, some improvements around the fringes on defense automatically translates to they're going to win the division. That doesn't. That math doesn't add up to me. I'm not the brightest guy, and I'm probably a little biased, but the math doesn't add up. They sold out uh, season tickets for the first time in 21 uh, for the first time in their uh, Ford Field history. Uh, they've been here 21 years this uh, 21st season, so that's great for them. Happy for them. But I also just I don't get it. I I think that they're they're going to be a really good offense, and they'll probably make a couple of improvements on defense. But they traded away their best corner this offseason, Jeff Kuda. The guy was literally holding their defense together last year, and he was, and he was consistently thrown on just the best wide receiver the other team had. It was, hey, we know you've only been around for like two years, go guard the best guy the other team has, and then uh, good luck. Cool. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Pro teams have millions to spend, and they don't always spend them wisely. But when it comes to a great shave, you don't have to shell out tons of cash. Harry's saw customers getting ripped off by the shaving industry with overpriced, underperforming products and decided to do something better. 
They found their own way to make beautifully designed razors for a fraction of the price of the other big brands, so you never wonder if you overpaid. Harry's shaving products look great, and the weighted handle makes shaving feel great too. I like to keep my beard neat, and Harry's always leaves me with a smooth yet crisp shave. Harry's quality is top-notch, thanks to German-engineered blades made in their own factory that stay sharp longer. You can get a five-blade razor, weighted handle, foaming shave gel, and a travel cover for just three bucks at harrys.com slash bluewire. And Harry's has the highest customer satisfaction in the shaving industry, plus a convenient subscription option that you can cancel at any time. Getting the best doesn't mean spending the most when you shave with Harry's. Get started with a $13 trial set for just $3 at harrys.com slash bluewire. That's harrys.com slash bluewire for a $3 trial set. Yeah, it's with that. Too, I talk about another player who avoided serious injury because he got cuttered off the other day. News came out his ankle is going to be fine, but that is another one. In training camp, they cart, cart off so many people with so far, it feels like, with like Joe Burrow, uh, Gardner Johnson, like you mentioned, now Akuda. It's like it freaks me out every time. So far, we've avoided some pretty serious injuries, which is good. But uh, back to the lines, yeah, I this one's tough because do I think they're going to be better than last year? I do. But like you said, is it enough to win the division? Like – to write them off because a lot of people are just saying like, oh, it's their division. It's kind of already setting that in stone, which is wild to me because if they if this defense doesn't take make drastic improvements, like it's what's going to stop it from last year. And the thing is, towards the end of the year, momentum's a real thing. So they started rolling towards the end of the year, but if they don't get that momentum right now and they're dropping, they're not getting that win streak and getting that confidence up. Like they're going, like they're opening up the season against the Chiefs. Like you're probably not going to start off on a high note. You're probably going to get beat week one. And so it's – and last year, yeah, they bounced back and were able to get it going. But I don't know. Can Lightning strike twice? Like Dan Campbell, I do think he's a great uh, head coach in the fact that he gets the team riled up, ready to go. He has great people under him to actually – like Ben Johnson to run the offense and make it one of the more, more creative ones in the league. But you really are just relying on new additions – like the second round pick in Jack Cam- or first round pick Jack Campbell is he really going to make that big of an impact on the defense? Um, the offense you lost DJ Chark, yeah, you brought in Marvin Jones, who should in my mind be like forty five right now. Uh, I don't know, I just don't see Deion Branch was a great addition to that secondary. Getting him in the second round was was a great pick, but there's so many questions around them of can the defense step up? And in my mind. It's the same thing that people knock the Packers for, like, oh, can the offense do well with Jordan Love? Why is it not a question of will this defense actually improve? Like, I feel like we're just kind of skipping over those glaring holes. And if the defense does improve, yes, I think this team probably has the best chance to win the division. But that's also a giant question mark. Uh, In the same way, like I said, Jordan Love's a giant question mark for the Packers. So I'm probably, in my mind, leaning more toward buy than sell just because I have a man crush on Ben Johnson and I think he'll make this offense again, be one of the top ones in the league. But yeah, it all falls on that defense. So we'll see. I'm leaning a little bit more towards by, uh, I think the Packers will be competitive though and make it tougher than, uh, than a lot of national people are giving us, uh, giving them credit for, but we'll see. I think so. Um, but real quick, knows? did you say that the lions drafted Dion branch in the second round? Sorry, Brian branch. There you go. Yeah, I was like, yeah. I'm pretty sure. I definitely, I definitely did say Dion, but Brian. Yeah. Yeah, the Dion Branch, the former two-time Super Bowl champ and a former yeah. Super Bowl MVP. Who yeah, they retired. brought him out of retirement. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, 
See, that's what I mentioned a little bit before. Just clip where I said my brain's not very smart. You can put it right after that comment. Brilliant. I will definitely yeah. I'll do that. I'll add yeah. in my own audio. Hey, so this is where Jimmy kind of forgot how to speak correctly for yeah. a few minutes. It Jimmy just, doesn't it, know words. Yeah. But no, uh, I, I I think I'm I'm less so I'm buying the idea that the lines will be better than they were last year. I'm just not buying the full belief. Like there's some people that think that the Lions are a top like five team in the NFC. I'm like, no. No, yeah. I don't I don't buy that. Like I think the top five in the NFC is Philly. I think San Francisco. Yep. I probably put Seattle ahead of Detroit right now. Um, none of the NFC South teams. Just no. Not I'm honestly. Right. I think the Cowboys. I know it depends on how Mike what Mike McCarthy does with the offense, but they have talent, and that defense has been really good for two years in a row. Yeah, I was gonna say probably Dallas would probably. Be, so I think that Detroit's probably like sixth or seventh is probably where I'd put them. Um, because like I also think that the Giants, what they did last year was unsustainable. I just I yeah. have a hard time believing teams are going to be sustainable when they show me a a weird thing. Like the the idea that a team can like I mean, there's a reason we all expect Minnesota to jump fall off a cliff this year. Because what they yeah. did last year was not sustainable. That's why in the playoffs they got beat because the, how they were winning wasn't sustainable. I need to see Detroit win in a sustainable way before I'm ready to be like, yep. And if and if I end up being wrong, so be it. I'm just and then not, that's, I'm buying improvement. I'm just not buying the best team in the NFC North by a mile. That's the yeah. that's where it me. And that's kind of the even for the Packers too. Like everything we're saying about the Lions right now is a hundred percent towards like we we looked at the end of the year where we started winning some games, but again against a concussed Tua, uh, against Baker Mayfield, like we weren't playing the cream of the crop at quarterback. And also, like, we're expecting us to have some improvements as well, which is also what do we see last year to make us really think that that's going to happen? Uh, it's the NFC North. Honestly, whatever team comes out of this division, I think is a mediocre playoff team at best. Like, I don't I don't have hope. Like, from, in my mind, no, no team that comes out of the NFC North is a Super Bowl team. Like, I, I think the highest, like you said, for the Lions would be you're maybe the seventh or eighth best team in, in the NFC even coming out of the NFC North? I or do you think, think that's too harsh? This, I, I don't think it's too harsh. I will say the only the only team that I would see coming out of the NFC North and being a Super Bowl contender, and again, this is probably my bias showing, is Jordan Love doesn't just hit the ground like running. He hits the ground sprinting. Like he is – like there's no drop-off. There's just – he's the guy. Yeah. Like they, no, there's no question mark about it. Like Justin Herbert's rookie season when everyone's like, oh, it can, does this guy have it? And instantly we saw it and we're like, yeah, no, this guy's got it. Like Jordan Love hits the ground like that and the defense. Joe Barry's defense figures it out. Yeah. Like, Those again are defense for to just not figure it out. And if they so if they figure it out and can play at the level of investment that is on that side of the ball, that's that's when I can be like, yeah, no, Green Bay is the only team that I can see being a Super Bowl contender, but if Jordan Love just has a a solid season and the defense just makes some improvement, I no, I don't see them being a Super Bowl contender. But th- like I said, that is the only team and the only world where I can see a Super Bowl contender coming out of the NFC North. And it's what if the right? What if the Lions keep their top five offense and they improve their defense to 15-14? No, they're still not a Super Bowl contender. They'll be a playoff contender. They might win a playoff game, but I don't. They're not going to be a. They're still not better than Philly. They're still not better than a fully healthy San Francisco. They're still not better than. 
But I feel like even what you said about Jordan Love isn't – like in my mind, it still wouldn't put us better than Philly or San Francisco. But that, but that well, that's so. That's the thing. I was I was saying like that's the only world where I can see a, an NFC North team contending is if Jordan Love is absolutely perfect out of the box. Like we we yeah. did, no one could have seen like he t- goes to a level that even the most optimistic Jordan Love people couldn't have foreseen. Yeah, They're like okay, I thought he was going to be good, but I didn't think he was going to be this good. That's the only world. Like I think that like I said, I think Detroit if they keep their top five offense and their defense ascends to like 15th, 16th. I could see them winning a playoff game, but I'm not going to see them as in my mind, Super Bowl contender is usually like the top two teams in each conference. Yeah. I don't really see anybody past that. Yeah. That's fair. Who knows? Which is still crazy. We talk about this way about San Francisco. And the question is, is their quarterback going to be Brock Purdy or (laughs) Sam Darnold? Like that's what's crazy to me, but I agree with it. But the craziest we'll part is that the best quarterback on the roster doesn't even get to play. Is that Sam Darnold or is that Trey Lance? It's Trey Lance. Uh, Sam Darnold's bad. There's no – Sam Darnold's bad. There's no mm, – no. Even we the might, myth, We might have to have a podcast. Even the myth maker that is Kyle Shanahan can't make Sam Darnold a thing. Stop trying to make yeah. fetch happen. Let Sam Darnold go away. <laughs> I'd, I'm conf- – not confused. I one time I need you to explain to me your Trey Lance. It doesn't have to be on the show because I don't think anyone wants to hear it. But you know what? I am interested in your Trey Lance thoughts. Fine, we'll talk about this next week then. Perfect, perfect. All right, and All right, guys, you guys yeah. can find me on Twitter at Gbridge for NFL. Not really doing a ton of writing work yet, but uh, I imagine in the next month that'll change a little bit, and especially once the season starts, I'll be a little busier. Uh, but right now, just any links to anything that I'm working on is over there. Uh, make sure you follow the Packaday podcast on Twitter uh, at Packaday. Uh, like, rate, subscribe wherever you may be listening, whether that's Spotify, Apple Podcasts. If you're watching, make sure you subscribe to the YouTube channel uh, where Andy keeps pumping out good, great content over there every single day. Yep. Uh, follow Andy on Twitter uh, and watch whatever he's talking about at camp. Obviously, he can't really put out any clips uh, due to some other people at camp, but. Big B! At, I wasn't gonna name names. Oh, we all know Big Beef's putting out. He was putting out clips. Uh, yeah, follow me on Twitter at Jimmy underscore C zero eight. Also follow Game On Wisconsin at Game On WI. Uh, Lombardi's Bar. We just had Tom Grassi on this past week. Andy Herman's joining us next week. I know Wes Hotkowitz is going to join us as well uh, this uh, preseason time. So give us a follow. Check that show out. And like Gage said, make sure you follow Pack a Day. Herman's uh, his daily breakdowns after practice every day are probably some of my favorite things to watch just to kind of get the highlights. Cause obviously like Gage said, we're not able to see anything. So uh, definitely check that stuff out. And uh, if you want to like and subscribe to the podcast as well, and just say a nice comment about Gage and I, and then bash Nick for skipping today, I would not mind that. Uh, but again, thank you for listening. And as always go pack go. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? 
What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.